0: Okay, so i slate this, yeah? Three, two, one. Welcome to another fun and, 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 and fabulous episode of Lion City yeah. Rock. So, for all you Lion City Rockers, this week we have a very, very, very fun um, fun episode, I think. Yes. Yep. Um, here's the thing. Okay, we, we talk about Singaporean music and stuff. And I have to be, uh, we have to be a bit upfront. Huh? Uh, technically speaking, <laughs> this next Police guest not, not is yeah. <laughs> not quite Singaporean per se. However, he has been um, living here in the wonderful lion City for yonks, uh, and he's been making music here for many, many, many years. Yeah, not not that many Not not as many until like like us. <laughs> like that, but but anyway, I'm gonna read I'm gonna read this 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 bio that has been written, and it's out out on the intranets and internets and interwebs, okay. Uh, an Australian singer-songwriter based in Singapore. In 2019, he started out on a strong footing with his debut album, *Mirrorwork*, which impressed Warner Music so much that they signed him on the spot. In October 2020, Drew co-wrote Carnival, a theme song for Riot Games' best-selling international game, League of Legends. Okay, here's the thing. This, this bio starts him off at 2019. But actually, this guy has been doing stuff all the way since, you know, for as long as I can remember, which isn't very far back. But uh, say about 2000, early 2010, 2011. Anyway, let's give it up for Mr. Drew Chen. Hey. Hey. Hey, guys. (laughs)
1: Long time no see.
0: You know, when I, when I, Kevin, when I first met this guy, um, he came in for an audition to be in a band that I was also auditioning for mm. many, many years ago. Uh, the band was called Melt. And, um, and then they were like, you know, we might need to make sure that we get like, his parents' permission if he wants to come and perform <laughs> with us because Consent he looks form. so young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like we, need, we, might need, we might need to get a content form for him. Um, because we were going to be playing in places like pubs and stuff like that. So we're like, I said, okay, well, you know, why don't you go back and draft up this letter and then ask his parents' permission and then see if he can come out on the the road and and go and do gigs with us.
2: That was, I think, what,
0: 2007 or something like that? Do you you
2: remember that far back? I think think 2006. 2006? Yeah, thereabouts. Thereabouts, I um, I straight up lied to you guys. I said I was twenty one or <laughs> yeah, I, I know. <laughs> I, I, I said I was twenty. It was a complete lie. I was like sixteen. <laughs> yeah, I just lied.
1: <laughs> yeah, I remember you were a teenager when I first met you at the mm. Singapore Arts Cafe. Yeah, wow. years ago. Wow.
0: <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Well, maybe maybe you could you could let's start at the very beginning then. Like how the, like you know, can you maybe share with us how you actually um got into music like what what was it that made you want to to pursue music as a thing
2: Uh, i think culture shock to be honest um (laughs) it it was probably a way uh to to deal with the the various changes i was going through um relocating as a as a very young kid Mm. um i was seven years old and i basically only lived in um in Australia, in Melbourne, you know, I was the only, uh, you know, Asian fellow in the entire school. Wow! <laughs> in, okay. in the entire street, and and the school was a, a small little local, uh, you know, elementary primary school down the road. Mm. It was literally, like, it was literally a stone's throw. Um, in, in back in the uh, in the backwoods of the of the suburbs of uh, of Melbourne, of Victoria, actually, and um, and then one day, you know, I'm, I'm growing up. Uh basically uh you know Australian on the outside and you know who I am on the inside.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: um I'm sorry, the other way around. Uh and and yeah. And uh yeah, one day dad just came home from work and saying, Oh, in two weeks' time we're gonna move to Singapore. And I was like, Oh, where where's Singapore? And um <laughs> I think it was it was a, a shock to to say the least, although I probably didn't know how to process it at the time. I mm-hmm. think through the next Ten years of my life, I w- I was pretty insular and uh, single-mindedly focused on on music, um, for better or worse, you know. Probably some mm-hmm. sort of a defense mechanism, but uh, I I grew to very to to uh, find comfort and peace and uh, a lot of security inside of uh, music. Yeah.
0: I mean, like, so who who were you listening mm. to at the time of you if you were he- here at seven, like, you know what who who were you?
2: Classical music oh, as a okay, kid, okay. you know sort of um yeah just uh, if i was going to visit <clears throat> an an auntie or something and they had a they had a piano in in their house mm-hmm. you know while my mum would be chatting away with the auntie i'd just lock myself in the room and just sort of play piano wow. for hours on end um and uh yeah so so that was definitely a fascination of mine um as as a wee lad <laughs> <laughs> i i didn't really get into um Popular music un- until probably much later in in my teen years. Oh, and I just begged my dad for a guitar, and um, you know his because my my dad uh, was involved in, in procurement. Um, his whole thing was, well, you have to go and do your research for like six months or a year. As a kid, you know, go and find what you want. Go and try it out. Go to the shop, find the best deal that you can possibly get. Wow. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and, and, and how old and are then you? Only th- <laughs> Well, you know, 12, 11. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so I finally, you know, after um, sitting in at the Thompson Plaza Yamaha shop mm. for six months, <laughs> <laughs> I finally, um, you know, found the best deal and uh, persuaded them to get me a little uh, starter pack. So okay. it, it was really from, from that, I guess, from that uh, point in time that I just, well, completely self-taught, you know. Mm. When it comes to uh, guitar stuff And uh, everything just sort of rolled from there You know, I was listening to a lot of rock A lot of um, I was always I was always uh, Listening to different eras Okay You know, compared to my peers Right You know And this this would have been in the uh, Late 90s, early 2000s And I was listening to the 70s And the 80s okay. I still do <laughs> So Nice Yeah
0: You know, so by the time we met you um, At that studio in, I can't remember, Zhang Baga or something like that um, You had already been playing for some time
2: Yeah, I was playing in bands And school bands and things like that And um, probably dabbling in a bit of My own singer-songwriter stuff Mm. at the same time So I I was uh, immensely... Uh, pleased to to see the the incredible uh, variety in the set list that Maurice put together for Melt. Yeah, yeah. You know, we yeah. run the gamut from Prince through to um, Van Morrison and the Beatles and anything in between.
1: So, what what inspired you to to write? Get the motivation, or you know, to write your own music.
2: I couldn't really tell you the answer, other than it just. Um, on, I think hindsight is 2020 20, it was probably some sort of a defense mechanism you know for for perhaps low self-esteem I think um, it was something I felt that I could do reasonably well f- at considering you know where I was at at that age I think um, yeah uh, but when it came to wanting to express myself and writing, mm. I think I was attracted to chords
1: mm.
2: and I was very much attracted to interesting chords. Mm. Um, Probably brought on by my love of all things Zeppelin and Jeff Buckley <laughs> and you know, et cetera. Yeah. <laughs> and Beach Boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were we were playing for about
0: what, just just under a year or something like that. Um, and then you left actually yeah. to go and study.
2: Uh yeah. It it was um uh, A levels and things like that. Yeah, so, you know, I had to sort of um you know, smash through that. <laughs> Literally, Literally um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh,
0: yeah. But you also you also went to uni
2: in- I did, yes. I um I went back to Australia in a bit of a full circle there. Um, yeah. I went I went to do a uh, bachelor of music tech. So that's right. that's when I I started um to you know have a fascination with the uh technology side of things. <coughs> I mean,
0: you're, I remember you, you. sent back some files, over. Me and Maurice were trying to uh, figure it. Figure out all these new songs that you guys. Yeah, you were writing. Oh Lord. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> there were a couple. I mean, I, I. I have a point, and I'm leading up to it. Uh, it. It all. For me, it all culminated in. in this. In the song. Uh, um, you bring out the best in me. Oh wow. That was your first single, right? If I'm not wrong.
2: Baby, how I really feel I just wanna show you, baby, I am for real. you will bring out the best in me, baby, oh yeah Oh yeah, you will bring out the best in me, baby, Oh oh
1: yeah, oh yeah, get <laughs>
2: We go out to town. I'm up with you bring out the best in Just me I, I had joined a 12-piece uh, One of my sort of part-time jobs While I was at uni Was actually uh, mus- music directing for you know, a band mm. So it, it kind of expanded Because Melt was a five-piece mm. And um, the group that I was um, in, in In Australia was a 12-piece So there's a lot of arranging That had to be done in terms of you know, two or three background singers Good. and three, four-piece horn mm, section yes. and things like that, you know. So um, so I, I I tried my best to do my research on um, as much Marvin Gaye, James Brown, you know, <laughs> Stevie Wonder, and um, did a bit of a deep dive into that and, and, and got extremely fascinated with the world of, of that music, Sly and the Family Stone. Oh, wow. Just very, very much connected with it um, from from a much deeper level to me. It was something that was just so joyous, but it was a release, you know, to to be able to express like that. Um, so that's that's what that song brings to me. That's what it represents to me. Mm. Yeah. Mm. To go on a slight tangent here, that so some of my earliest forays into writing would have come around the same time I was in the band with you, two thousand and six, around that time. And um, and one of those tracks is a, is a thing called um, Trainwrecks, which actually made it uh, onto that first collection of songs that I released, um, out of which You Bring Out the Best in Me was also a part of that collection. He's the polite gentleman He keeps it all inside see he's all the rage all the train wrecks in his mind So that is sort of the beginning and end of that particular phase in my life. You know, it started with Trainwrecks, which is really a kind of a rock alternative, slightly alternative singer-songwriter kind of thing, ending with um, a much more Motown, funky kind of thing, but still very much focused on the only guitar I padded. I still have actually, is the strat. <laughs> it's very focused on the strat. Yeah. Um,
1: so so what is your, I mean, let's say, because I think for me, I remember, um, you know, using me stuff to review and, and watching some of the videos that you had on YouTube at the time. And I always remember that it just seemed uh, the music that you're coming up with was just so natural, right? There's like nothing forced about it or nothing pretentious, but it's just so natural. I just loved how 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 it kind of evoked, you know, all those kind of inspirations that you talked about, you know, kind of very naturally. So what 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 is actually your process in terms of how you put together, you know, the music?
2: Well, first of all, thank you so much for saying that, you know, I, I think we all from time to time um have imposter syndrome.
1: Ah, uh-huh, yes. And uh <laughs>
2: You know, it was, it was definitely something that uh, bothered me at times. I was worried that, you know, it may come across insincere if I was uh, going into a particular genre. But for, for me, it, it always came from a place of um, what it means to me. You know, I'd always tried to express it from the heart the best that I could um, through whatever limited experience a 20 something year old can have mm. <laughs> at the time. Um, I'm sorry, Kevin, you had a, <laughs> I went on a tangent there. What was your question right there?
1: No, I mean, what, what is your process in, in putting a song together? And, you know, this is always an important question for songwriters is, when do you know that your song is complete?
2: Ooh, that's a fantastic question. Um, after I say this response, I'd love to hear what your answer to that is because I do view you as one of the masterful songwriters out there. Yeah, um, I think I think it's it's got to do with a combination of uh, the the words, the top line, the chord structure, the song structure. Um, so that's that's one half of it, and the other half of it for me is really the sonic uh, personality, and that would be in within the world of um, how do you fit everything into two speakers? Mm-hmm. You know, how is it going to come across and impart its sonic footprint? You know, um, I'm so fascinated by all of those old, um, you know, classic album documentaries mm. and uh, just listening to, I don't know if you've heard of the Pet Sounds sessions.
1: Mm. Yeah, of course.
0: Uh, <laughs> heard of it. Come yeah. on. Kevin, Kevin has memorized that one, back to front and back again.
1: <laughs> you just listened
2: to Brian um, instructing mm. and coaching the musicians and guiding them towards realizing um, his uh, vision for what it should. And for him, it was just coming out of one speaker because he only had one here, so it was all mono, yeah. right? Yeah. To fit everything, to fit uh, storytelling, emotions, um, textures, all of that. Uh, a uh, one unified, you know, artistic statement, and within the speaker. Uh, so, so for me, the process finishes when you have that final uh, f- file, or you know, in the old days, the <laughs> test pressing. You, you know those days. <laughs> yes, those days. Yes, <laughs> Kevin. Speaking of old days, <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, actually, actually, one of the songs. Um, your early ones as well was uh, that I that, that really got me when I first heard it. Was this one called Turn Around?
2: There you go on your own, and you know, place to go. Will you find peace of mind after all we've been through? Then you slip past the block down the lonely avenue. left
1: in your heart nothing true so to you you do, I, say, that you you I guess it your mind Turn
2: Turn turn around combines a, a bit of um, compositional background mm. you know in, in in terms of things like um themes okay. okay you know uh yeah i i don't know i obviously I, i'm completely enamored with the world of um mm. ray charles going into Sly Stone, going into prince and then onward through to d'angelo so there, there, there is that family tree right there in terms of my fascination with um the mm. soul funk RB side of things um and i i think i, I stumbled upon that theme in in turn yeah. the three note thing da 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 three notes and 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 kind of just turned that into a bit of a merry go round kind of situation with a very um off kilter kind of a, a rhythmic feel and um yeah I, I got a bit lucky with that one I think I, I, so it was very, it, it was a wonderful validation to have KCRW, you know, the, the alternative um, radio station from um, mm. Los Angeles, really jump on that track as well. And it was it was good to to see, okay, um, it's come full circle. You know, I have such reverence and, and respect for American mm. music of, of a, um, you know, Afri- African American music. And, and to actually have the nod from them over there, it's like, okay, you know, I, I, I did it. Hopefully I did it the right way. <laughs> I'm sure you did. Otherwise they so, wouldn't yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. But it all comes from a place yeah. of, of reverence, really, and, and mm-hmm. respect. Yeah.
0: So how did mm. or what made you feel like, yeah, I want to do this. I can do this. And I'm really going to, you know, make this my thing. That must have been, what, nearly 10, 10 years ago now or something when you first got back here.
2: Yeah, I um, I think it's also a matter of, uh, well, I'm not going to mince my words here and say it wasn't a matter of, uh, you know, culture and race as well. You know, I I, mm. I think, um, and relatability, you know, relatability. Yeah, okay. so, um, and I, I think it's as, as quite a tight-knit family. It's important to be close to, to my kinfolk, you know, just sort of, after after leaving home for a number of years and, and uh, wandering out, you know, sometimes you, you come back to where home is. And for me, that really, you know, I did spend the majority of my life in Singapore. Yeah.
0: Well, what made you decide, yeah, I think I want to have a go at this and make music, you know, my life?
2: Well, it was it was going to be that way regardless of geographical location. You know, it's just <laughs> okay. a, a matter of, um, yeah, just... Uh, Social situation as well And things like that And, and the environment um, It's so nurturing And and uh, It's very warm <laughs> No <laughs> pun intended You know, you know in, in terms of the community Like we, within A few weeks of being back You know mm. Already being able to Catch up with Patrick Chung And mm. You know The two of you And, and uh, just reconnect With a lot of You know Friends from, from the past That's that was very important to me, mm. um, and we just keep growing, you know, with the next generation. Um, I'm, I'm an educator. I'm a lecturer these days, um, just like Kevin, and uh, you know, it's it's so important to have that grassroots connection mm. with with the next generation and and to to keep it going.
0: Um, you know, you you also put out, you steadily put out, you know, stuff uh, or music throughout. You know, every so often throughout the years.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so, what was that like? And uh, uh, like, what was that hope that that whole journey like? You know, because like, the so one thing that we talk about, we have this drinking game on this. Yeah. Is, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, I'm good. Yeah. Oh, you can bring yeah. it up, Kevin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: no, no. I mean, I think, I think. Okay, if if I if I mean, don't mind, Chris. Uh, can I elaborate about that? Because like. Uh, we talked to, you know, uh, some of the guys from the 90s, like Patrick, about what was it like to make music and release music and market music in the 90s. We also spoke to uh, Electrico and, and Saifu from Grace Fire about the, the 2000s. How, what was that like? So, you know, if you could give us some perspective, right, for, for like in the last 10 years or so, uh, what is it like for local artists to kind of put together music and get it out there?
2: I think it's been a steady growth pattern in terms of um, the the grassroots side of things, and um, it's. I guess it's also my personal approach has has changed, uh, matured somewhat, mm-hmm. in terms of partnerships, partnering with other um, mm-hmm. businesses and collaborators and agencies, etc., to uh, try to leverage on each other's strengths. Okay. Um, so, I. I don't know if I can speak too much on, on the industry side of things uh, because it, you know, while going through it, sometimes if you look in the mirror every day, you don't notice the change. But if you haven't seen somebody in 10 years, you're like, oh, what happened to you? Yeah, <laughs> sure, that's true, that's true. <laughs> So, so, so I uh, being so close to it, uh, you know, from pre MySpace days mm. through to, um, you know, today with with. TikTok and and um, you know the vast amount of content that's available out there, and the strong tie in with uh, corporate brands, you know, mm. with luxury brands and things like that, uh, from various local artists. Uh, the the tie ins with exporting Singaporean music right. and, and being a part of that, um, having the arts funds and, and this and the support that we get. Um, you know, it's it's taken quite seriously, but it's still never uh, it it's it's never the majority of artists that do it as their sole source of income. Yeah. Mm. We're, we're we're yet to cross that threshold. Yeah. What
0: about for yourself? I mean, how did how did you was being signed to Warner as an artist a thing that you were always gunning for as well? You know.
2: Um. Very good question. I, I think that on hindsight, you know um, I'm very appreciative of, of, of how it turned out. Um, I think for me going through that situation, uh, it was definitely new to me in terms of uh, the the way the system is run, you know okay. and and the, 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 the corporate nature of it and and the the tight timelines and the turnarounds. And and to be able to churn out the content and and do what's necessary, but they were extremely nurturing to me, Simon and 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 mm-hmm. Lynette uh, really guided me through. And at that point in time, they they let me do anything I wanted to do musically.
0: Oh, okay. Th-
2: there was no um, intervention, and they actually made two um, yeah I can, you can call them hits, you know, two two tracks of mine, which. Uh, Especially the first one I, I didn't I mean, it's part of an album I did called Mirror Work, which I pressed on vinyl <laughs> and, mm. and is and I and we mixed down to tape and it was like my whole idea was to go anti, you know, what's current. Right. And and to basically make my own version of, you know, like a like a Neil Young Harvest type situation <laughs> or like something from the seventies, you know, some relic from the seventies. Mm. And they made one of the tracks there, you know, go up on, on channel V and M T V and this and that and, and just garner a lot of Airplay And that, oh. that shocked me <laughs> which, one, which one was that? Uh, when <laughs> I look into your eyes <laughs> Mama It's absurd how we have been apart When I once was connected So that was a shocker, you know, um, yeah, sometimes that, that stuff does work. <laughs> yeah. It's, no, it's, it's, I'm definitely very grateful for that situation. Um, yeah, I, sorry. I forgot where I was going with this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I mean, if you can backtrack a little bit, right. <laughs> so because like,
2: yeah.
1: uh, I mean, early on, we were talking about, uh, uh your EP, the first EP, right. The intentions EP in Singapore, like it's uh-huh. 2012. So was that self released uh, did you have any management backing you? Uh, no, who did your marketing blah, blah blah that's what that's what we're trying to see what you can tell us that. Yeah. uh
2: that that was um i I would go down to um Caldecott and, and literally hand <laughs> in my press release to the okay. d j this and that and blah 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 and then you know I'd come and um i went over to chris's place and handed him <laughs> you know here's a little epk uh here's a little press kit this and that like it literally you know i just go down in person
1: yeah DIY, DIY. Wow. yeah
2: yeah extremely so um yeah so that that's that's how that panned out um very romantic now that you think of it in hindsight. (laughs) (laughs) But
1: that, that's kind of like for, for, for many indie, indie artists, that's kind of like the only, the only option, right?
2: Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I think so. Um, well, I mean, times have changed, you know, with regards to the technology and this and that. So it's, it's, you know, so different now. Um, Who's gonna go and do that these days? You know, it's it's really more about um, well, let me DM you on your Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I give uh, you my
1: Google Drive links. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you there you go.
2: It's it's quite different now. It's very, you know? very, <laughs>
1: very different.
0: Very different. Yeah.
2: Mm.
0: So from mirror work until now, what do you, you have uh, your couple of new tracks out that were put out this year?
2: Yeah, yeah. Mm. I'll tell you a little bit about about that situation. So yeah. Um, once Okay It gets a little political here But the uh, In, <laughs> terms, okay. of the in <laughs> terms of the Warner situation In terms of the Warner situation There there was a Directive that We were no longer Going to have the support For the local arm mm. So all the acts Unfortunately You know You get the um, Offload And uh, mm. We're left You know With uh, Without a home For our music mm. And so I was I was knocking on a couple of doors. I'm, I was thinking, okay, well, maybe I don't want to do this anymore. You know, maybe I'm. I'm it's a new chapter in my life. This and that, yada da, da da da. But I still didn't feel that I had hit my peak. You know, in terms of uh, creative output. And just so happened that uh, Joel got in touch with me, Joel Tan. Uh, gentle Bones, and um, mm. we started a, a partnership, a, a um, collaboration that's been uh, incredibly fruitful. Um, oh, he is one serious talent. I mean, his... My goodness, he's one of the best top liners I know. Uh, and his instincts are so sharp. Yeah, he's lethal, that guy. We're, we're in a creative situation, he, he's very special. And so... Um, with Joelle and, and, and Dex and uh, Young Lee Records, which is Joelle's little uh, independent imprint. Right. and And Lynch, which is Dex's uh, agency. So um, it's been a three-headed monster, so to speak, you know, and, and we've just been, uh, Joelle's been at the helm of the A&R situation. So mm-hmm. it's really, okay, let, let me uh, be guided, you know, towards uh, him bringing out the, the best of what I can offer from a, from a musical standpoint, you know? So we co-write, we bring in, I'm I'm blessed to be able to bring in some of my best friends, uh, like, like Paul from Australia, Jesse bear from Australia. Some of my buddies, you know, these are my like close, close friends and we work on everything together on the writing aspect, on the production aspect. And so we've come out with tracks like replay, like Eiffel tower, um, our story and things like that, which is culminating in a album forthcoming album called Slow life, uh, which which we will launch at at the uh, concert hall in esplanade. so that's that's the next next thing. yeah. fall for you I can't count on me when it all comes crashing down
1: Yeah, sure, be as political as you want to be, right? Because like, I mean, I'll be very honest about this, brutally honest, why do you need a label in 2021? You don't need a label because all the tools are there for artists to do it themselves. Seriously, what what can the label offer now?
2: I think it's style, you know, in terms of uh, working style, management style but like how how you want to interface with uh, with with a t, you know team leadership style whatever you feel like you want to do you know if you enjoy that kind of environment a slightly more corporate way of doing things I think that's great you know there's there's, there's always room for that sort of support um, but on on the other end Kevin you're absolutely right you know it's I'd say it's a very personal choice mm, which way you want to if you got friends who are inside of the label great Okay. You know, go work go work <laughs> with your buddies. Go work with your buddies. I, I always I think it's it's a good thing to have these strong relationships if you want to. But if your buddies are not in a particular major label, then don't don't join live. LA. <laughs>
1: it's
2: <laughs> up to you. Uh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, it. It. Yeah. I mean that's it sounds it. like that's yeah.
0: exactly what you're doing right now. I mean and it sounds very like a very collaborative uh uh process. You seem to be mm. like I want the world to come in and then we all just Come in and have this big fun time putting out putting out tracks together and stuff like that.
2: It's switchable, you know, just like just like your pickup. Sometimes <laughs> you want to use this pickup, sometimes use the other. So with green, the that's a
1: green analogy, man. Oh <laughs> God, I'm
2: such a nerd.
1: Oh, <laughs> I, tell you. I love that. I love that analogy.
2: Uh, so so it's like it's like passing the baton you know you need a team right you need you need to 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 run the relay i don't know how many people you've got on the team but if you've got four or five people you know bandwidth is also a serious issue you know in 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 the hustle and bustle of singapore so so you know it comes a time where i i just can't i don't have the bandwidth to finish verse this next verse or to to nail the production on this track you know can can somebody please take over and uh and then we we share this load together you know and, and and celebrate it together i think that's one of the um, things i cherish most is, is that i can do with my friends yeah
0: so tell me this, this 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 new album it's, a, it's an album or an ep yeah
2: yeah full album, album. Okay. short album yeah
0: so so it's called slow life and um, mm-hmm. can you give us a sneak peek as to like what people can expect
2: uh, coming of course up at, yeah 12 <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, okay, What's the show well, going to be like? The, okay. Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I think uh, it's you know I have this I have this uh, bias towards artists who present themselves one way on record, but then in concert is a completely different spin, a different take on it. I, I'd I'd hate to rock up at a show. And then just hear a rehash of, of the record. I mean, what's the point? Might as right. well put the record on yeah. at home, yeah. right? So uh, as I'm conceptualizing the presentation of these songs, I'm thinking, or oh, whatever it is people uh, uh, expect or think they want to hear, I'm gonna try and do the opposite thing, you know. And um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my gut this time, and and really, uh, not that I haven't always gone. <laughs> <laughs> Don't second guess yourself too yeah, much. Yeah. I guess. So. <laughs> you know in in terms of the presentation um i'm going to keep it under wraps and and a, and a bit of a surprise but uh it's it's going to involve a, it's it'll be a journey from start to finish a bit of a retrospect as well kind of like this podcast <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah a bit like that you know okay. i'm very excited yeah uh
0: this gig is at the esplanade
2: concert, concert hall. hall right concert hall yeah, yeah. which is um a massive shock to the system, considering how oh, large yeah. the place is. Oh,
1: yeah. it is,
2: it is. Um, you know, we're able to do it because of the so social distancing, um, but also it's been a dream. You know, you you start at the at the at the library, you, you go to the concourse, and then you yeah. go to the outdoor, you go to the annex, and then you yeah. end up at the hopefully you end up at the at the concert hall one day. You know, it's our Carnegie Hall, so um, you know, I, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm just very, very happy and uh, I can't wait, you know, I'm, I don't feel nervous, you know, I just feel, I just feel very, uh, I'm very, very much looking forward to hear, hearing the sound in that hall, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, mm. the joy of the sound.
1: Yeah, it'd be great to have some, yeah, have some kind of more, you know, get the scene opening again, you know, to get gigs again, and all that. that'll be fantastic. I think we've kind of waited long enough. <laughs>
2: I'll tell, I wanted to share with you actually a little bit about um, to, to answer part two of your question actually mm. mm-hmm. ab- about the the record. Mm. Um, I think it, it's interesting because for me, I've I've always been fascinated uh, back back in the days of of, of melt with with uh, a large variety of different genres, and so this project is uh, you know no different in the sense that it it, it kind of runs the gamut from you know the the more soul R and B. Okay. Influenced works Through right. to in, This indie pop This folk You know, there's, there's a bit of Different You know All these different genres That, that we sort of Put in a big blender And um, You know Try and serve it up yeah. It's not quite fusion food Because I'm still You know it, It's still all me <laughs> Doing it <laughs> Yeah, You know um, Still the same chef You know Even though we've got a whole bunch Of different ingredients And things like that Um, But there's an interesting series That I've been trying to uh, Draw more attention to On on my Instagram page And and TikTok And things like that Called Studio Nerd Out What I do is I I go through the multi-tracks And I go and dissect the pieces Mm -hmm. You will see That for the song Our Story I uh, cop the Stevie Wonder um, I just called to say I love you you. Which is Mm -hmm. obviously um, His best track of all time Of course Come (laughs) on man Who who (laughs) doesn't Who doesn't like that?
0: Who, who 1984,
2: like a big of hit of the year. <laughs> well, I, it was a big, big joke for me. It sort of no, no disrespect. No, like a, a sort of a, a personal, you know, like um, okay, let me entertain myself while I make this, you know, yeah, and, and yeah. just like see yeah. what I can do if I grab exactly the same bass line the same rhythm, oh same okay. this and that, and just try and write a song on top of it or do the song like that, you know. So, so it's, it's little things like that 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 I, you know. Hopefully some of you music nerds out there can pick up. And you can't yeah.
1: copyright a drum pattern and a bass. There you go. Yeah. <laughs>
2: you, can, you can't, you mm. can't.
1: No. So what, 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 you say, what would you say this collection of songs uh, is really inspired by? Is there a certain mood or certain feeling about the album?
2: Well, for, for me, them- thematically... Um, this current generation that I, I'm in, in terms of my, my peers and my, um, my age group, so enamored with all this fast-moving technology and this and that. And I'm not really built that way, you know, personally speaking. You know, I'm more of a, you know, like get deep into a novel or a book or, or, or watch a film properly, mm. you know. Put, put put the needle down on, on, a, on, a, on a vinyl record and play the whole damn thing, start mm. to finish, you know. Play side A, flip it over side B, you know, and, and and sort of, you know, it's just the the instant gratification and the fast pace of of social media and staring at phones and things like that really does my head in. And uh, I tried to make the music a bit slower, you know. I tried to 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 make the melodies a, a bit more um, a bit a bit more palatable in the sense that it's more from a soothing perspective, even though some of the um, content and some of the psychological things that i'm I'm, you know probably emanating or singing about uh, are a bit from a darker place but the music is is there to soothe really you know it's it's there to um, empathize and and to soothe and and that's that's the whole notion of of the record for me that's what it means to me
1: so is there a song called slow life
2: very good question. Um, <laughs> as it stands, as it stands, no. Oh, okay. uh, but but you never know, you know. <laughs> I never know. I <laughs> don't know. Was yeah. oh, that thing that that famous? Um, there's been a few cases where you you have an album title, but the song doesn't come till much yes, later.
1: Yes, 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 Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Zeppelin Absolutely. fans out there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: well, yeah I I, um, I do that a lot. So on my albums,
0: <laughs>
1: album well, it's, it's, I do that can, a lot.
0: Can you can you guys just like you know pick a line from a song so that I have to I have trouble trying to identify where, uh, yes. where it's coming from that's, but that's my problem
1: like, totally. I go,
0: what, is, what an interesting title I wonder where he got that from
1: no, that I us- you- what I usually do is I select <laughs> a, a line from a song from the previous album
2: uh, just to confuse people I see what you're doing Kevin I see what you're doing <laughs> <laughs> down Drowning in sorrow It's not for tomorrow And laughter is borrowed It's no fun at all Strung out of my own All I know It gets hard to show This person in control Of my soul
0: So, oh, are, re- are you planning anything? Are, what's going on? What's going to happen after the, after the, the record
2: drops? Uh, I, th- I think in terms of the creative process and the, and the flow of how artists tend to operate. Um, I've read instances where artists will have songs uh, sitting, you know, in, in back burner hmm. while you're promoting a current record or a particular record you're Probably already halfway through completing the next round, mm-hmm. and and for me, you know, it's been a it's been a case of filling up a lot of different hard drives and notebooks and things like that with a lot of material. Um, you know, the inspiration comes, or you have a a a, a day off or something. You know, mm. which, which is rare these days. But when you have the time, you know, and you you go and and create a project, create a tune, come up with a chord progression or something. It's gonna be sitting there, and the good ones will call back to you. Will call out to you. Yep. The the ones that stick, um, you know. The song "Our Story," uh, the the that tune came from a piece I had written six years ago. Mm, wow. You know, um, wow. uh, Eiffel Towers chord progression is lifted from a previous track that I wrote back in 2013. It's the same, you know. So so, it's always constantly that that churning of material that comes out. Um, and it's just waiting for a, a, a format or a time or, or the right collaborator to come across and, and and present it in a certain way, you know. Uh, so f- for me, you know, there's there's songs that that I just it's like an itch. I just you know I can't get rid of this thing. You know, it's like it's just it's just on my back, you know. And I need to yeah. I need to have that final version of it, you know, yeah. done. Uh, then then I can, I don't know, it's a strange, very strange way of thinking about things. But uh, I don't know if you, you you feel that way too, Kevin, sometimes with your music or Chris. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, I, for me, I'm always writing, hmm. right? So, um, and like, you know, what you said actually is so true because, uh, you know, stuff that's recorded and produced and, and got set out there, there's a lack of time. Right. So th- that stuff is like written months before counting. Kind of so you're always working in a different time zone from what is actually out there. So sometimes right, sometimes like you, you know, like for artists trying to promote right, an album or something, it's like, I'm not in the headspace anymore. So sometimes it's very difficult to talk about that music, which is like... So I mean, in fact, that, that's happening to me right now because uh, I, I intend to, to do something next year, but all that music was written 2019 last year. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Mm. <laughs> totally. No, but I was really, I was really quite uh, struck by your, you know, through what you said about bandwidth Right. Because, you know, um, I always have been the kind of artist that tries to do everything. All right. So but I think I've kind of reached a stage and with, you know, with all the nonsense that's gone on in the last 18 months or what, I think I reached a point where I said, yeah, I really want people to help me with this kind of thing. Uh, and so, yeah, so that, that was great to hear from you. I think that's quite inspiring for me. Oh, that's
2: very cool to hear. Yeah, it breathes breathes new life into the project and you hear it with fresh ears or someone else hears it with fresh ears and then they do their thing on it. And um, it it can come back with an added layer of, you know, um, emotion, meaning, uh, which will resonate yeah, so. <laughs> with more people, you know, potentially, right? And mm-hmm. um, in, in the worst case scenario it dilutes the the vision obviously um so you know it's it's really about a trial and error there isn't it mm, yep
1: yeah, yeah totally
0: Well, I guess, uh, you know, for all you Lion City rockers out there, uh, are there tickets being sold for your gig and stuff like that?
2: Absolutely, yeah. They're, um, you, you can find them on the Esplanade website. Uh, I'll be you know, blasting a whole bunch of propaganda about the show soon <laughs> on, uh, on all uh, social media channels.
0: Where, where can where can people uh, find the music if they want to find true channels?
2: Uh, well, literally type Google D R U C H E N, my handle is at uh, Drew Chen Music. Okay, you know, so if you if you're on uh, Instagram, TikTok, any of those channels, you know, just at D R U C H E N Music. Um, I'm you know quite a fan of using Spotify, Apple Music, Title, wh- whichever. Pick your poison, and uh, my music will be there lah. Okay, In its full fidelity, hopefully. <laughs>
0: <laughs> are, you, are you, are you, and your videos on
1: YouTube as well?
2: Yeah, YouTube, okay. Instagram, yeah. So, um, yeah, pick your poison.
1: <laughs> it's all SOP nowadays, lah. Huh? Yes. Is it, yes, sir? It's all <laughs> SOP.
2: <laughs> yeah. But if you want, you can go to the uh, Esplanade Mall. You can go to the analog vault. There you can buy a, you know, 12 inch uh, LP record. And mm-hmm. Cut. Uncut, yeah, the, yeah. the full thing. Mirror work is is on uh, on vinyl <laughs> there. <laughs> okay, okay.
0: All that's left to say, thanks very much, Drew, for taking time out thanks, to Drew. do this, man. It's thanks been really great seeing you again after all these years.
2: Good, good to virtual, yeah, uh, virtual little copy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yep. thanks yeah, very much yep.
0: for taking time out to do this. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to do. Catch you uh, more gigs after after this Esplanade one.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Thanks Kevin. Very Thanks, much,
1: man. Thank you. We'll be seeing here. Ciao. And that's another episode of Line City Rock, boys and girls. And, uh, you know, you know what to do. As usual, like, subscribe, uh, you know, on all the different social media platforms. and get the word out yeah share 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 as much as you can let everyone in the world know that you know Lion City Rock Podcast is bloody indispensable (laughs) that's right Right, you need it you you need it in your life right but you know until then right uh, you know be safe play safe uh, stay safe and please don't do drugs right, thank (laughs) you see ya Bye. bye